we're going to talk a little bit today about this verse right here. Um, you know this verse. Say this with me. I know this isn't necessarily the translation that you grew up with. But just say this with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is a verse that is seminal to our understanding, yes? In fact, it's one of the first verses that we even teach our kids uh, to memorize. L-N-K. I grew up thinking that my initials were L-N-K. Now, my name is obviously Eric Evans. But you know what my mama called me growing up? Little nasty kid. You L-N-K. Now, most of the time when she said that, she was joking. It was lighthearted. It was meant that way. But you know, there were those moments, like when uh, I left black marks on her freshly uh, waxed kitchen floor with my shoes, or there was the time when I tore the curtain in the living room, oh, and one I don't remember, but one I heard a lot about when I was four years old there was a handle. You remember you used to have handles at the doors of the car that had come down. And I had gotten in the car and I had taken that handle and I had punched holes in the inside liner of the car top of my father's Studebaker. LNK. You know... I grew up wondering, because I'm, I'm pretty much a loner. You guys have known enough about me to probably figure that out. And, and sometimes that's hard on our marriage. It just is. It's, it's, it's part of the way I'm designed. Joy, joy is the one that gives people joy. She's the people person. Um, but I grew up pretty much a loner. And Honestly, growing up, I had this question that came to my mind. You know, why, why is it that God gives us children? You see, my mom used to say, LNK, I wish you had children one day. But is it, is it really as a payback? Or is there, is there something else there? 1992, Joy and I, we'd been married about four years, and the sweetest little Bubba doll in the whole wide world comes into our life, and Tess is born. Now, I argued for her name to be Tess for a long time, and Joy always says, why do you want to call her Tess when you call her Bubba all the time? 
And that's just because that's just what happened. The sweetest bubble doll in the whole wide world. Just a joy to have around. Most of the time. There was that time when she was growing up. When we happened to find an accident that was on the underside of a couch pillow and it was pink and it was nail polish and we found out about it well let's be honest by the time nail nail polish gets onto cloth it's too late anyway um and in my nature that sort of thing made me really angry But you know, while I was watching Tess grow, especially as the firstborn, when I would get angry like that, the thought would occur to me as I was seething and going off. Is is that how God gets angry at me when I do something that displeases him? And then there were those delight moments where she was just so cute, just as cute as a button. And you, I mean, you'd have those aww moments. Yeah, this bright smile. And I'd be going away thinking about, that's the sweetest Bubba doll in the whole wide world. And I'd think to myself, and the thought would occur, is that how God feels when I do something that delights him? There was one incident. When Tess was seven, she was out playing uh, the way all kids do. And uh, she fell down in the driveway and she scraped both of her knees. And of course, she comes into Joy. She is crying, and Joy picks her up and takes her in and sets her down and starts to work on her knees to try to clean the blood and the dirt and everything off of her knees. And Tess is sitting there in joy saying, it's okay, we'll clean this up, it's just a boo-boo, it'll be fine, everything will be okay. And Tess, in her tears, as her mother was working on her knees, said, Mama, do you know why I'm crying? And Joy says, well, because you hurt your knees. And Tess said, no, Mama, that's not why I'm crying. Well, then why are you crying, baby? And Tess said, it's not because my knees are bloody, but because it makes me remember Jesus and the cross and how much that must have hurt. Nineteen ninety-five. Not only do we have the sweetest Bubba doll in the world, but Noah comes along. Noah. February twenty-seventh. It started to rain on the day 
he was born. And I kid you not, for the next eight days, without stopping, the skies were open. We were beginning to wonder what was going on. But Joy said, Noah has always had a special connection with God. Because you see, when Noah prays, God answers. And Noah was a wonderful little boy. And he was all boy. I remember an incident where he had taken a glass out into the garage, had some water in it or juice in it. And the mother told him, he said, don't take that glass out in the garage because if you drop it, it'll break. And Noah went out there, and it wasn't a few minutes before she heard this great big crash. And she went out there, and what do you think? There's glass scattered all over the garage. And Joy said, Noah, what are you doing? He goes, I just wanted to see if you were right. (laughs) But there was a time. Noah was just six months old. Still a baby in arms. When we got really frightened. He developed an acute case of stomatitis. He turned the colors of the rainbow. And then a rash. He couldn't eat. He couldn't drink. He started having issues breathing. It was a Saturday. Pediatrician's office wasn't open. There was a a children's pediatric hospital clinic that was not too far from the house. We wound up taking him over there. When we got there, the waiting room was full of people. But as we carried him in, they saw what was going on, and so they told us immediately to come back. Joy stayed out in the lobby with Tess and I went back with Noah and immediately we went back and we set him down on the table there and there was a whole team of doctors and nurses that just descended on him the nurse grabbed an IV and stuck it into his right hand And Noah let out a scream that would curdle you. And I'm standing there, helpless. And I bent down to him and I was whispering in his ear, Noah, it'll be okay, it's all right. The nurse couldn't find a vein. So she hit him again. I know she was trying to help, but as a father in those moments, so she went to his left hand and stuck the needle in and moved it around. This whole time he's screaming and I'm like, no, it'll be, it'll be okay. She 
She stopped at that moment and went and got the doctor. And the doctor came in and they grabbed his foot. And after a couple of... They were finally able to get a vein in his foot. And the intensity of the whole room settled. They took Noah off the table and they gave him to me. And they brought in a rocker. And I put him right here. And for the next hour or so, I just sat there and rocked him. Continuing to say in his ear, it's okay now. It's over. It had to happen. But everything's okay. That was Saturday. The following Sunday at church, the Lilburn Christian Church, I was on the serving team. Our normal thing was when the communion song started, the servers would proceed in and sit down on the front row. And so I came in and sat down with the other guys that were, were helping The presiding elder for that day got up and went to the pulpit, and he went to this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, as he talked there for a few minutes, he didn't say anything grandiose but he was setting the tone for communion and as I was sitting there on the front row thinking about what had just happened less than 14 hours earlier I began to weep uncontrollably probably panicked everybody sitting with me. (laughs) But I got thinking about what was going on. And my son, and I was lucky because I got to hold my son. Thank you. I got to hold my son and I could comfort him in those moments in that trial. And in my mind, and I know there's no way of proving this, But I could picture Jesus on the cross. And in that moment, as his spirit left, 
and he moved towards the Father. I could see in my mind him waiting, looking far off, seeing his son coming to him. And in my mind, I see the Father rushing towards his son and grabbing him and whispering, It's okay, son. It had to happen. But it's over now. It's finished. And as I sat there weeping that morning, I began to understand why God gave me children. Father God, we thank you for the blessings that you give, even for those blessings that force us outside of ourselves to take care of others. But Father, we thank you for the grace that you expressed on the cross. We thank you, Father, for loving us enough that you would die for us. And we thank you that you allow us to live for you. Over these next moments, Lord, May your spirit move among us. May your name be praised. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.